0: We are all starting to breathe a sigh of relief as things begin to get back to some semblance of normal. It's been long and it's been hard. And it seems like the new normal we're moving into doesn't feel much different than what we just came out of. It appears that the way things used to be will never be the same again. Join me this week as I talk about finding hope in all the right places. Hi, and welcome to the Raising Kids on Your Knees podcast. Raising Kids on Your Knees is a ministry dedicated to equipping you to pray and parent life into the lives of your children. I am your host, Tina Smith. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here with me. My prayer for you is that your time here will help you grow in freedom and victory in Christ so that your prayers for your children are powerful and effective. Welcome back to the podcast. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Happy Easter. I'm glad you're here with me today. You know, I have never had hopeless despair crouch at the door before, but he was sitting right there waiting for me to open it and let him waltz right into my life. It's easy for that to happen when we look around and see the state of our country and the state of the world right now. We'd hoped for better times post-pandemic, and it feels like our hope has been slightly deferred. The one thing that makes all of this different for us as believers is that our hope isn't in this world. It is in the world to come, and all the things that are happening are things that must happen before Jesus comes back. As I pressed into God this week and listened for his small, still voice, he began showing me how he's up to something new not just in my life, but also in the lives of all of us who are following him. He's begun to show me with clarity the signs of his return. Whether this will happen today, tomorrow, or years from now, I simply don't know. But things are playing out just as God said they would in the Bible. He reminded me that I don't want to go back to the familiar because the familiar is a trap. I hear people talk about going back to pre-pandemic days all the time, but going back to the familiar keeps us stuck in the same old, same old. Isn't that exactly what we want to do when we're up against a hard place? We want to run back to what is familiar and feel safe. That is exactly what the Israelites wanted to do when God set them free and they hit the first big obstacle they wanted to go back to Egypt. He reminded me that he's doing a new thing and to look for it. He is making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. However, to see the new, I had to forget the former. I had to stop longing for what was familiar. I had to stop longing for the way things used to be. He's tearing down those things that keep me from growing and moving forward. Only God can move forward when it feels like everything all around us has taken a giant step backwards. We aren't going backward at all. We are heading for our promised land, heaven. All these things must come to pass. And so there is hope during the turmoil and the chaos. Hope for a new beginning, hope for a new tomorrow, and a new me and a new you. Are you willing to go there with me? I sure hope so. Are you willing to see this as God putting you and me in the boat with him? He's telling us that we are going to get to the other side, even though in the middle of the lake, it might feel like we will drown. The bright hope of Easter is clouded by the darkness of Good Friday. But without Good Friday, there wouldn't be Easter. And without trials, there won't be a new you and a new me and heaven. That is the hope we have as a child of God. God is revealing what is inside our hearts and beckoning us to lay it at his feet so that we may be resurrected in all he has created us to be. He's asking us if we really trust him and believe all that he says in his word. I don't want to get to the other side of the hard times, only to miss all that God wants to do in my life in the middle of it. What about you? We have two choices in the midst of these hard times to either press into the work that God wants to do in our lives and be changed by his marvelous grace or run back to the familiar only to emerge on the other side of everything that's going on no more sanctified than the day we began. For most of us, hardship is really a beautiful gift from God. It's a chance to pray for those on the front lines. It's an opportunity to build new and deeper relationships with our family members. It's an opportunity to leave the former things that were standing in the way of our relationship with God and develop new habits that draw us closer to him. I want to dive a little deeper into God's word with you today. What does it mean to have hope in the Lord? First off, let's look at Jeremiah 29:11. It's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. When I get into the middle of a mess, I tend to question God's plans for me. Do you do that too? It's easy to look around us and see the devastation that's going on. However, Our politicians and their decisions and what our bank account is looking like right now should not be our focus. Those are the waves that distract us. And when Peter looked at the waves, what did he do? He sank. Are you sinking right now? If you are, you need to focus on your heavenly father. Remember, whenever Peter looked at the waves and took his eyes off Jesus, he began to sink. But when Peter focused on Jesus, He walked on water. It was a supernatural thing. And God wants to do the supernatural in you as well. We can trust him because he knows the plans he has for you and your family already. They are plans for good and not for disaster. He's going to give you and your children hope and a future on the other side of anything you have to walk through. I know it doesn't feel like it sometimes. Maybe you're questioning the decisions of those that have authority over us right now. Rest assured, God has control over all of them as well. We only need to focus on God. God calls his children to respond to what's going on around them far differently than the culture does. And this is my second point. Look at Romans 12, 12 with me. Rejoice in our confident hope, be patient in trouble and keep on praying. There have been some days when I haven't felt very confident in anything. What about you? It appears the world or all around us changes on a daily, almost moment to moment basis. When everything around us is changing, we can cling to the one who never changes. He's steady. He's our rock. We can put complete confidence in him because he loves us unconditionally and completely. Are you confident in that? Our hope is only going to be as confident as what we're hoping in. If we're hoping in man to make things better and trusting in all the things this world has to offer, our hope will wane and so will our patience. God is the only one who can rescue us from our plight while we are in the middle of it. That is exactly what he wants to do. He wants us to rejoice in the confident hope we have in him. He's teaching us patience as he works this all out and he is asking us to keep on praying. When you are in a continual state of prayer, you are in a continual state of focus on him. I love that. We say this all the time just have faith. But in reality, what does that really look like? This is a third point I want to talk to you about. It's in Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says this, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Faith, by definition, is being confident in that which we cannot see. These are times of stretching your faith. No one knows where we're headed or for how long. These are just mere predictions of man. But as children of God, we do know where things are headed because we have God's Word that tells us. I love to see things with my eyes. I like to see all the ducks in a row and everything working as it should. It gives me a sense of control over my life and what will happen. From the very beginning, We have had an enemy that longs for us to walk independently of God. He has deceived us into believing that we have all the control of our destiny. It's no wonder when we get into unpredictable situations, it's so hard. We have bought the lie that we're in control, hook, line, and sinker. God is the only one in control of our lives, and he is the only one our faith should be in. Faith in myself will get me angry, impatient, and miserable very quickly, and so will faith in other people. Placing our faith in God is a surefire bet. Faith comes with some pretty nice benefits too. Peace and joy during turmoil, to name a couple. And here's my fourth point. Imagine having a whole different vantage point when you're walking through hard times. Look at Isaiah 40 verse 31 with me. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Imagine this. Imagine the vantage point of the soaring eagle. He has a completely different perspective on what's going on. He sees a much bigger picture from where he is. I believe the Lord used the soaring eagle as a great visual of what it looks like when you put your trust in him. Placing your trust in God gives you a different vantage point. You begin to see with God's eyes instead of your worldly fleshly ones. You see things from a whole different vantage point. As you put your full trust in the Lord, you are going to be able to not just walk through this, but you're going to run through this. You're not going to grow weary and you're going to be able to walk and not get tired. Are you judging through the crisis in your life, dragging your toes all the way? Are you growing weary? These are all indicators that your trust in the Lord needs to grow a little stronger. It's a choice of your will and not a feeling to trust God. Your feelings will follow right behavior. Placing all your trust in the Lord and not in all the things this world has to offer will be hard at first. As you begin to make that choice over and over again, God's grace will begin to give you a new strength. And before long, you will soar high on wings like an eagle and you will have that vantage point. And I'm going to wrap it up with this. Fixing our focus will also make all the difference in the world. Look at Romans 8.25. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. Do you tend to look backwards instead of forwards when things are hard? Or are you like me and when you look forward, you want all the answers right then? That is what gets me in trouble. I want to know when and I want to know That information right now. The problem is, no one knows that information except God. Does that make you mad that He doesn't tell you those things? Does it make you angry with God that He won't give you that information right now? Or better yet, does it make you angry that He doesn't end it all right now and take us home to heaven? Never in our lifetime has God been more at work than in the last couple of years. He's doing some pretty big things. We just need to rest in him. My guess is the real you has come out a time or two over the past couple of years. The real me has made a few ugly appearances lately. And quite frankly, I didn't like what I saw. These are the same things that God wants to refine in us and in our family members. This is a time of great spiritual growth, and growth comes with growing pains. The writer of Romans tells us that we must wait patiently and confidently for what we're looking forward to. God has a way of hemming us in so he can work on our hearts. He has way more concerned about your character and my character than he is in what's going on around us. You see, God will give us just enough time to begin making new habits that will bring life to those around us and to ourselves. Let me share with you Proverbs thirteen twelve real quick. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. Our hope may feel deferred at the moment, but rest assured that our dreams of heaven and eternity are just around the corner, and it will be a tree of life for those of us who believe. I want to challenge you this week to fix your hope on Jesus, no matter what's going on around you. He is the author and perfecter of our faith, and he has a grand plan to bring us all home to him someday. Let me pray for you today. Lord Jesus, thank you for my friend. I lift them up before you, fill them with the hope of the future. Lord, let them see glimpses of heaven around them this this week and even today. Lord, I praise you. I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.